Did you know that building a deep and satisfying connection with others doesn't have to be toxic to them or to you? Hi, my name is Ken Williams, and I'm a faith-based life coach. I've been married for over 30 years in a row, and I'm the host of Untoxic Positivity, a podcast where we explore a more positive approach to great relationships with your in-laws. So join me as we delve into the ins and outs of connecting with others around us. So if you're hoping to figure out a way to get your kids to choose the right life partner, or if you just want to stop dreading the family get-togethers, this is the podcast for you. Get ready to discover the power of untoxic positivity and start living your most connected life today. And welcome back. I took a a few days off. I did a spring break trip with my 16-year-old youngest son. We went all the places. Uh, Drove to visit friends in the Cleveland area, and then we drove to visit nobody that we know. (laughs) We went to Pittsburgh. Actually, I've got a uh, cousin-in-law, but we did not connect with with them. And then we... uh, Hit uh, some historical sites, went to Philadelphia, and then went down to visit my sister in Richmond area, Virginia. Spent a little bit of time there, got haircuts, super important reason for visits to see her. And then um, I had a nephew who got married. So we went to the wedding, just drove all over the place. It was great. And uh, so we're back, back on track and uh, talking about relationships. And today (laughs) we're going to talk about Whatever you're thinking is wrong. Whatever you think is wrong. You are wrong. (laughs) 100% wrong. And uh, so I'm going to dig into that a little bit. What that means and why that is and what do you do about it. So number one, maybe you're not wrong. The the problem with the thoughts that we have is that because they come from us, because, because they come from our head, we can't distinguish right from wrong. And, and what I mean by that is the thoughts that we have, they feel so true. They feel so right. They feel so justified. Uh, when I look at somebody, we talked a couple of weeks ago about uh, Jason. When I look at Jason, I think, man, that guy's a weirdo, or that guy's just quirky, or that guy's just a jerk, or that guy's just a, he's a micromanager, or he's a yes man, or he's an overachiever, whatever the thought is. It feels so true because it comes from my head. And if I were to take the opposite of any of those, I would I would maybe bristle because I have I have plenty of evidence to suggest that no, my thought is wrong. Now, let's just suppose that we go talk to Jason's uh, kids or his wife or his parents or somebody else, and we just compare notes. Is he? A micromanager, and I might get a different answer. No, he's not a micromanager. Uh, is he quirky? No, he's he's normal. He's just like the rest of us. Is he um, weird? No, he's not weird. And so, one of the things in our relationships that that is important for us to to acknowledge, I don't know that we have to like it. I don't know that we have to necessarily run with it. But we need to acknowledge that we're wrong. There is somebody who feels differently about us. And so compared to them and their thoughts, we're wrong. So uh, how that affects our relationships is when we have a thought or an idea about the interaction that we want to have or the type of relationship that we want to have or the... um, 
whatever it is in our, as we're dealing with in-laws, for example, I just don't like her. Well, guess what? Somebody does. And it might be your son who likes this girl or her parents or her uh, best friend. There's somebody <laughs> who, who likes her. So what if we just kind of open ourselves to the idea that there might be some redeeming value in some of the people that just drive us nuts? What does that mean? What does that do for us? What does that, what does that do in our, our ability to connect with those person, those persons? The thing that I've learned is that for me to have a connection with somebody, for me to have a relationship, uh, and when I say relationship, this is just the way that we interact with, we relate to somebody. But you can use another word like uh, an interaction, a friendship, if you want to go a little bit more uh, personable. And what is going to be helpful to have that kind of a, a, a relationship with somebody is I found that I need to just open up to the fact that there may be some redeeming qualities that maybe I just haven't noticed yet. And so instead of being judgmental of yourself that uh, how could I be so wrong about this because <laughs> it's still not going to feel like you're wrong. What if you just started being a little bit curious about what is it about this person that my son loves? What is it about this person that my daughter finds endearing? What is it about this person that her family embraces? And just get curious. I had a situation a year or so ago where I knew I was going to be in close proximity to somebody that uh, just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And uh, so I went to, uh, in the process of having a, uh, a session with my own coach, I just brought this this situation up. I explained to him that I'm not quite sure how this is going to go because I've got this kind of a family event. I know this person is going to be there. I know how I feel about this person. I know the thoughts that go through my head. And and. I just want to, I want to point out also that even though we're talking about how to have a good relationship with people, you don't have to. You don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, and there are plenty of people that I've chosen. It's just not that important for me to have a good relationship. On the other hand, there are people that it is important for me to have a good relationship uh, because of the role that they play in my life or in the lives of uh, my, my wife or my kids. I want to have a good relationship. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about how do we have a good relationship, a good interaction, a good um, a series of feelings about people when we want to have that kind of experience. So I was just explaining the situation uh, to my uh, to my own coach, and and he said, you know, what if? And I like that question. What if? What if we just handled this situation a little bit differently? I had anticipated that I would go in, and uh, one thing about me, as you get to know me, you'll, you'll maybe <laughs> notice that the more irritated I am, the more frustrated I am, uh, the more sarcastic I get. And so if I get super sarcastic, <laughs> there's a good chance I'm frustrated, or I'm irritated, or there's something going on. And I could just imagine myself saying something or doing something that would 
hurt feelings or would jeopardize the kind of relationship that uh, either I wanted to have or that I wanted my family to be able to have. Um, I, the, the situation was I wanted my wife to not be horrified <laughs> at, at my poor behavior. And so I wanted to be able to be civil. And so my coach said, what if, what if when you go to this event, you just take those, those feelings that you have, that attitude, the bad uh, attitude, the um, uh, opinions, the judgments, just put them on the shelf. Just put them on the shelf. You know they're there. You go, you do your thing, you have, your, have the event, have the interaction, just let it be what it is. And then when it's over, when the, uh, the risk of saying or doing something that will uh, maybe disappoint, frustrate, irritate, annoy your wife, when that, that risk has disappeared, then go pick those beliefs back up. Then you can have those, those thoughts again. So I like that idea. But in order to do that, I think a, a critical first step is to acknowledge the fact that I'm probably just wrong. And that's hard to do. Uh, maybe not all the time, but sometimes because those thoughts feel so true. To acknowledge that we might be wrong takes a little bit of work. Takes a little bit of humility. Takes a little bit of maybe um, vulnerability to acknowledge the fact that there might be something that we're missing. We love to be right. We love to be right that <laughs> so much that we will fight. We'll use our fighting words. We'll use our aggressive stances to try and prove if only to ourselves that we're right. So what if we put that down? What if we put that on the shelf? What if we just let things happen? And we can go back to those, I'll call them negative thoughts, those um, maybe ideas that don't serve us or the relationships that we want to have in the way that we want to have them. We can still have those. Just put them on the shelf. Just put a little bit of a distance between the, the, that tightness that sometimes we feel when we are so convinced that we're right. Just set that aside just for a minute and consider, is this the interaction? Is this type of interaction the type of interaction that I want to have? Or can I just be wrong about this one? One of the things that I've that I've tried to do is, um, uh, depending on the situation, especially uh, we'll use work as an example. Um, this is absolutely true in families as well. When you have a child who brings somebody home to meet the parents, or you have uh, maybe uh, work. I have a team of people that li- I largely did not choose. And these are all people who are loved by somebody, um, hopefully their parents and maybe a partner and maybe best friends. And uh, it turns out that with my team, the team itself, they get along really well and they really like working with each other for the most part. And 
So what if, what if I just assume that whatever my first impression was, whatever my um, current, in, in some cases, my current impression may be a little bit critical. What if I'm, what if I'm just wrong about that? Sit back and just be curious. What is it that somebody else thinks or feels or believes about this person? There's somebody that I used to work with. And uh, in fact, when I found out this person was coming to our work group, my boss asked me my thoughts, my impressions. And I said, I am not impressed with that person. I'm not impressed with that person as a manager. I'm not impressed with the, the work ethic. I just was not impressed. And so my initial thoughts were, my initial interactions were a little bit aloof, a little bit standoffish, a little bit distant. I wasn't really reaching, reaching out to help or to, to um, mentor, guide. He was uh, a manager that, he'd been a manager for a while, but, and I had a, an interaction. I had a, it was a short interaction and we just had a quick conversation in the mailroom and I talked to him about a kind of a shared, um, assignment that we both had from our boss and I got his opinion. Hey, what do you think about this? How do you think we should handle this? And it was something that I had been kind of uh, responsible for, but I wanted to get some, some thoughts, some ideas, some feedback. And the thing that I found really interesting is as we talked, we just had a really pleasant conversation. It was, there was no evidence during that conversation that anything that I had been thinking about this person was true. There was no evidence that he was disconnected from his team or that he was um, not invested in the uh, success of the overall operation. There was nothing like that. In fact, the way that he talked about it was he was actually stepping up to the plate and he was asking, uh, he was telling me that he was willing to be more responsible than what um, initially the expectation was, hey, if you don't have another solution, I'll take ownership of this part of the process. And my opinion shifted that maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm still not super impressed with him in these aspects, but maybe there are some things that I missed. And I think just being open to that possibility can really change the dynamic. It can change the experience that you have. And so uh, for the rest of the time that I interacted with, that I, that I worked with this individual, I had a much different initial, uh, a much different starting point that instead of starting with, mm, no, not impressed, I had a, the mindset of, hmm, he's doing the best that he can. And his best, my best, not the same. Uh, his skills, my skills, not the same. His expertise, my expertise, not the same. But his willingness to contribute, my willingness to contribute, though the areas of our contribution were not exactly the same, but we complemented each other well. That the things that he was willing to do and the things that I was willing to do left fewer gaps than if we didn't work together. And I've just found, and I can tell story after story, and maybe I will over the course <laughs> of these episodes, but I just found over time that 
in almost every case, the people that I have decided that I want to get along with, I get along with. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, I was talking to a I was uh, talking to a new manager who was really frustrated because the leadership that he had we have at uh, FedEx on the Indianapolis ramp. Uh, the, the group that I'm in is the offload onload operation. So when the planes come in, when they land, our teams take all of the freight off the planes. Then after it's been sorted, our teams put it all back on. We reload the planes and then the planes go out to Denver or um, Los Angeles or Boston or wherever. And you get your package the next day. A pretty impressive operation. But when I promoted, and really in general, when somebody promotes, they don't get to choose their team. They can choose to some degree the manager, the the senior manager that they work for. But that's always a subject to change. We've had several cases in the last six months where people have been reassigned to different organizations, operations, without their... I was going to say without their consent, but it wasn't. It was they consented by keeping their job, but uh, because of needs and because of of where gaps were, they just got reassigned. Oh, instead of having this operation now, you're taking this other operation, and so in in my role, I have when I promoted, especially I did not get to choose the people on my team. So I had a couple team leaders. I did not get to choose them. Now over, I've been a manager now for, oh, <laughs> this week is seven years uh, on the, the FedEx ramp. And so over those seven years, I've had several opportunities to recruit the leadership that I want or even individual team members to um, interview and hire the team leaders and ramp agents that I want. And I've made some really good decisions. I've made some um, less good decisions. Um, in the past as well, but um, the the leadership that I have right now, that uh, especially the, the ones that I've chosen, um, I'm pleased with. I'm pleased with the decisions. But a lot of times in our lives, we don't get to choose. We don't get to choose who our boss is, especially if there's some kind of movement or there's a promotion. We don't get to choose um, who our peers are. We don't get to choose who our employees are in our families. We can choose our spouse, our partner, but we don't get to choose their parents. We don't get to choose their siblings. We don't get to choose uh, their uh, existing children if, if it's a, uh, a second or, or later marriage. And then when it comes to our own kids, as they develop friendships and, and romantic relationships, we don't get to choose who they decide to partner with. And so our choice is to accept, love, embrace the person they choose, or in many cases, we may just lose. We may lose the relationship, or we may lose respect, or we may lose interactions. How sad would that be? To choose to alienate somebody that could be such a a valuable, vital part of our own life experience. I think the first step in that is to acknowledging the fact that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my thoughts are wrong about this person. They feel so right. But what if I'm wrong? Sit with that for a little bit. What if I'm wrong? 
and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Untoxic Positivity. We hope you found it helpful and inspiring. Remember that relationships are a work in progress and making mistakes is normal. And if you want to feel a deeper connection with the important people in your life, or if you just want to get along with your in-laws, I'd love to chat. Reach out to me at Ken at KenWilliamsCoaching.com or find the link in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with others who might benefit. And until next time, keep spreading untoxic positivity everywhere.